Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another Koinonia Hour. As you can see, I have a brand new guest on, someone who's never been on before, and I'm so excited that he is on. And so sit back because you guys are in for a real treat. I'm telling you, you guys really are. And I, and I, I don't just say it like entertainment way because there's this is not an entertainment platform. Um, this is Jesus is the standard here. And so I have this brother on and I had heard, just so you know how I, I, I found him. Somebody sent me a link of Kenny Bailey. And I was like, wow, God gave him this powerful vision of the second coming. And I mean, and to me, that's just like, I can't even describe how awesome it was. And I'm sensitive. I want you guys to know this is, and this is not me trying to you know, do anything. I'm just saying from my own personal, like I have watched so many different people doing this kind of thing that when I heard you, Kenny, I'll just talk to you now. When I heard you, it was seconds that I, my spirit bore witness. I was like, and the longer you went, the more true. I mean, the Lord was bearing witness with my spirit and I'm super highly sensitive. And I say that humbly. And so I started sharing your vision that you had with other people. Other people were like, wow. And not to mention, you have a lot of other ones that I've been watching. So before I, before I keep talking my head off, people are here to see you. So I first want to welcome you, Kenny Bailey, to the Koinonia, which is Joni Stahl's Field Notes. And so since in case people don't know you yet, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and no one can do that better than you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you. And Joni, it's an honor to be on the program. And uh, I will uh, introduce myself. Uh, before uh, I, I do anything, I want to open us in prayer and, uh, and say a short word, and then uh, we'll get rolling. Yeah. So, Father, I thank you for this time with Joni and for all those that will view this program. Uh, listen to it. Watch it. Uh, Lord, we both seek to bring you honor and glory today in this. Uh, uh, no credit to ourselves at all. Uh, Lord, I say to you all the time, Psalms 16:2. I say to you, I say, Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. And so, uh, Lord, glorify yourself today. Uh, Father, I say this as humbly as I can and let everyone listen, that's listening and watching hear this very clearly. Uh, they don't need to hear a word from a guy named Ken or Kenny Bailey, but they desperately need to hear from you. And so, Lord, as I speak uh, and the words that come out of my mouth, uh, may, be, may they be the ones that you have placed there. May you speak through me to everyone that sees this. And may they know by the end of this program that they've truly heard from you uh, because they certainly don't need to hear from me. Uh, Lord, I love you. I praise you. I thank you for this opportunity uh, to make you known to the world. All glory and honor to you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Joni, I want to share this verse, um, as I shared with you the other day, to get going uh, to all of you out there. John 7, 18, and it says this, uh, whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who, but he who, he who speaks... For, uh, uh, he who seeks the glory for the one who sent him is a man of truth. There's nothing false about him. 
So uh, I, I'm not speaking today on my own. I want no glory. I, I seek the Lord's glory only. And uh, I want to be known for, for, for the messages that I share. That's, that's a man of truth. That's a voice of truth coming from God and all glory to him. Well, let me tell you a little bit about me. Um, uh, I, I was raised in a very conservative church and uh, in South Texas and blessed to live in the beautiful mountains of Colorado now. Uh, uh, growing up, my mother made us attend church all the time. And every time the doors were open, my father died when I was 12, radically changed our life. Uh, Joni grew up poor like you've mentioned to me that that you did uh, but uh, this was all planned by God uh, and, and so many miracles have come out of that but uh, about the age of 25 I was uh, I had just turned down a job from Moody Bible Institute to go and be a professor with them in Chicago and I, I the Lord had told me to to uh, go into the schools and teach and coach and work with the youth for a while so I was out of the school and in West Texas and I'm I went to a prophecy conference with a man. I've been studying prophecy since my teens and uh, went with him. And one day we were back at school after that. And uh, he shared with me, he, he walked up to me and he said, out of nowhere, and he said, Ken, I, I, I have a word from God for you. God has given me a word to tell you. And I was shocked. I'm, I've never had this. I didn't, I didn't know anything at that point, much about words of knowledge or anything like that. And uh, uh just 25. And uh, he said, the Lord's got a special call in your life that's coming. He's going to take you to a lot of different places, move you around a lot. Uh, you're going to go in and fix uh, broken people, rescue broken people, fix broken places. And he's, But he's got a special call that's coming uh, for you in the future. And that call will come. And uh, so be, be looking for it. Time went by. And uh, I spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time with the Lord at night after the family's gone to bed. I stay up very late. I'm often up during the night. Even even uh, this past night, uh, I was up two hours from three to five this morning with the Lord. And um, uh, he, he just started speaking to me and during that time. I would tell my wife the glory came down. I I didn't know how else to describe it other than the Lord's presence in the room with me. But things, but that call that that man had prophesied over my life came to pass on Thursday night, April 8th, 2004. I was sitting at, at, a, at a desk very similar to this one uh, in, in our home out in East Texas. And uh, uh, I was staying up again late at night to be with the Lord, even though I had to work the next day. And uh, this time uh, I went into a vision on April 8th, 2004. I went into a vision and the Lord gave me that prophetic call that night in an amazing way. He started speaking to me and saying, Ken, uh, uh, I'm calling you to a costly commitment. I want you, I want your life and uh, it's gonna cost you everything. I'm gonna wipe you out financially uh, where you're at this far in life. I'm gonna take you far away from your children who are in college. Uh, I'm, it, you're not going to be able to buy this place that you're renting right now out in the country on 300 acres. Uh, you're not going to be able to buy it. I'm taking you far away from here. And um, uh, I, I want your life. I want you to surrender to me and this, this uh, prophetic call uh, on your life. And um, so uh, the vision went for quite a while, but I, I don't want to take too much time on the program to just get stuck on that night. 
but uh, uh, anyway, a powerful uh, vision. The next day, the Lord confirmed it and more miracles the next night. He tied my life to Dietrich Bonhoeffer's in a miracle. Uh, just amazing stuff. And so uh, that's when it all began. Um, so many signs, wonders, miracles, and visions the Lord's given me uh, since then, since that vision in 2004. It's been uh, uh, almost 18 years now. It will be next month. And But I want to share some things with with the, with the audience that uh, are, are just unbelievable, but, but they are true. Uh, you guys, I want you to be Bereans. Uh, I want you to test the spirits. I do not get a free pass. I tell everybody that. But I want you to tell you, I want, I want to tell you straight up, I am absolutely telling you the truth in everything that I say in this program, any program that I'm on. It is from God. And you say, that's just impossible. There aren't prophets anymore. Uh, since the first century, since uh, Paul died, John died, Peter died, uh, the group that walked with Jesus passed away. There, there aren't any true prophets on the earth. And I know your hesitation to believe that there could even be a few true prophets, but there are. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't prophesy that Trump would be in office or get reelected. You can check everywhere. It's simply not there. The Lord told me to be silent that that wasn't going to happen. But I understand the world's uh, uh, anger at prophets right now and all those that guaranteed things like Trump being in office again for a second consecutive term. But Hebrews 13, 8 is, is, is really true, you guys. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so he's called me to be his servant, a modern day, last day's prophet. And uh, I don't want to do it. I want to be honest with the audience. I fought the Lord for years, not wanting to do it. I simply want to pastor a church and love on people and hug them and explain to them what's happening prophetically in the world today. Go on my mission trips uh, around the world and uh, share the gospel, lead people to Christ. But uh, like Jonah, uh, I, I, I can't get out of this. Uh, and I, it's not that I'm hesitant to see people uh, repent. I want everyone to repent. I'm very different from Jonah. It's like Moses at the burning bush. My life's tied to Moses too, prophetically, from amazing miracles that perhaps we'll uh, talk about in future shows. Um, uh, with Moses saying, Lord, you know, I stutter and trying to make excuses. He didn't want to do it. Jeremiah didn't want to be a prophet. Lord, I'm too young. I, uh, get somebody else. And so when God calls you to this, you, he doesn't take no. He's going to chase you and, and squeeze you, um, pressure you until you obey and follow him. And so uh, amazing things have happened. And so I'm just going to touch on some of them today. And, and Joni and I have discussed the fact that we'll, we'll look to do multiple shows. I hope to be in Israel in about three weeks, back three weeks from today. I hope to be in Israel and we'll do some filming there. And then I hope to go on to India, maybe other places uh, from there. So uh, uh, I, I want to get you started with saying some staggering things to you, but they are true. If you look around the world today and you see the condition of the world and you've read Jesus words or you've read the Bible, you've read Daniel, you've read Revelation, you've, you've, you've seen what Jesus said in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. You've read his words about what he said it would look like at the end. 
but I'm going to absolutely stare you dead in the face in the camera and tell you that this happened and it is the truth. And we'll just lay the groundwork for the rest of what I say in this program from this statement. Uh, two years ago, in fact, Joni, it was two years ago yesterday, if you can believe it. Uh, uh, brothers and sisters, on March 6, 2020, I had been in a lengthy prayer time with the Lord, knowing that he wanted, he had prompted my spirit, knowing that he wanted to speak an important message to me. Towards the very end of that time in prayer, the Lord said this to me. He said, Ken, do you know Matthew 24, 14? And I said, yes, Lord, I do. He said, say it to me. And I said, okay, Lord. Uh, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. And he said, Ken, let me tell you this. That this gospel of the kingdom is now being preached to all the world as a witness to all the nations. Then he paused for effect. Ken, and the end is now coming. Now, you guys, that was on March 6, 2020. And this was pre-pandemic or pandemic. There were no lockdowns, no mask, uh, no war in Ukraine breaking out. This was pre-everything. And on Sunday, March 1st, uh, 2020, the Lord told me to tell the world, uh, to give the world a great prophetic message, which I gave, and the, and to tell the world I was a prophet. And uh, I simply shared with the world Amos 3, 7 uh, on that morning, didn't go and just state straight up that I was a prophet. So I was uh, disobedient to the Lord on that. Uh, but the title of that sermon was this, God is shaking the earth, the nations, his church, and you, That's, that was on March 1st, 2020. And you guys, this is pre-everything. So what does the Lord say? He says in Amos 3, 7, does not the sovereign Lord uh, not reveal uh, everything to, to his servants, the prophets? So before he does anything. So uh, before the Lord brought the pa pandemic, pandemic did all the things that he he's done since then. He's still, you guys, he's still shaking today. He told me, he told me, and I shared that message. I was going to start reading in Amos three, maybe verse six or verse seven, and and uh, tell the tell the church, and and we were filming it for the nations, and uh, uh, the Lord said, "Oh no, I'm I'm up at the podium, and on the fly, the Lord speaks to me. Even in this program today, you guys, the word of the Lord may come to me." Uh, even as I'm talking to you. Uh, but he told me, oh, no, don't start in, in verse 6, Ken. Go to Amos 3, verse 1. I want you to call out Israel. Now, I'm standing at the podium preaching at this church I'm pastoring. And uh, the, the Lord's speaking to me even during the, the message that he's given me to give. So I go to verse I go to verse 1 and start reading through there. And the Lord says, Ken, call, uh, you, you, you are my chosen people, Israel. And he, and he said, call out Israel for her sins, her sin for not believing that Messiah has already come. Call him out. Call him out, Ken, for the great sexual immorality, both with straits and gays in Israel. Call him out. Tell Israel. It's, it's uh, Sunday, March 1st, 2020. Tell them that they can't even form a government. They can't even elect a government. Israel had elections two days later 
on Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. They did not form a government. The prophetic word I share came through. The Lord then said, Ken, call out New York City. Call them out. None of this is written on my notes for my sermon. I still have the exact sermon notes. None of it's recorded there. It's live from the Lord telling me. I didn't even have that written down. The Lord said, call out New York City. This is on March 1st, 2020. There is no COVID pandemic, pandemic. The Lord said, call out New York City. Say, Ken, where are you, New York City? I, after 9-11, you came in and attended church for a few months, some of you. New York City representing New York City and all of America. But where are you, New York and America? Uh, you, you turned to me for a short time. Once you realized the planes weren't going to continue to crash into the buildings anymore or whatever, you went right back to your sinful ways, your idol worships of pleasure, entertainment, recreation, sports, your favorite movies, your favorite restaurants, and you cared nothing for me. And now 19 years later, 19, the, the number of judgment, it's now 2020, and the Lord calls out New York City uh, for their, their sins, calling out America as well uh, for not uh, repenting and turning to him. And uh, what, what city became the epicenter for COVID and the deaths and all the media attention in America? Once it all started, New York City. And the Lord had me prophesy that on 3-1-2020. All glory, honor, and credit to him. Here's how it works in the prophetic, you guys. God simply gives us a message. The few true prophets that are on the earth. He gives us a word, and he tells us what to say, and we share it. And we get no credit. We get no self-glory, as I commented in John 7-18. So that all happened, that really happened, that everything unfolded and happened. Five days later, he told me the end is now coming. You don't have to believe me. My job as a, as a spokesperson, as a messenger for Almighty God is not to convince you that I'm telling the truth. I'm simply to tell you the message from the Lord like Noah did. He warned everybody for 100 years yeah. that God's wrath was coming, that it was going to rain from above for the first time that the water from beneath the earth was going to bubble up from springs and a massive aquifers and things from below the earth, and that God was going to judge uh, the wicked and all of those who wouldn't repent and come and get on the ark and be saved. And so I'm doing the same thing uh, today. I'm telling you straight up, the Lord has told me to tell the nations of the world, the church leadership, the world leaders messages, I'm telling you straight up the, that the Lord spoke that message to me on March 6, 2020. The end is now coming. The end is now coming. What do I mean by saying that? What is, more importantly, what does God mean by having me say that? He is telling you that the rapture is rapidly approaching. There is not much time left. The true believers in Christ, those who are born of the Spirit, True, true brothers and sisters in Christ are going to be raptured pre-tribulation. They're going to escape the wrath of God and, and, and go to heaven. And those that are left behind are going to experience the horrific seven-year tribulation uh, that's coming. The Lord has me share with you right now today. It's not in my notes written down. He's speaking to me right now to tell you this. I, I am horrified at what's happening in Ukraine. 
I have been into Ukraine on a mission trip in 2016. Several friends there. Uh, I, I am communicating with about what's going on and they're sending me pictures of of dead people and the, the devastation the destruction um and my heart breaks for what's what they're going through what the people of ukraine are going through and believe it or not guys there are russian moms and fathers brothers and sisters who don't want their sons to be fighting in Ukraine and their sons and husbands are dying in Ukraine. So my heart breaks for the for the pure Russian people, not their leadership. Putin is very evil uh, and his regime, but there are our mothers and fathers on the Russian side of this thing too that are suffering. And of course the Ukrainians that are being displaced. But I'm bringing that up because my heart breaks for them, I'm praying. I'm, I'm crying out to the Lord for peace and a truce. But uh, here's what the Lord wants you to know. What's happening in Ukraine does not even compare to the horror of the terrible things that are going to happen in the seven-year tribulation. You're just getting a glimpse at looking at the devastation and the death in Ukraine of what's coming to the earth in the seven-year tribulation that's uh, quickly approaching. That ought to motivate you if you're a true follower of Christ to share the gospel with as many people as you can uh, before the end comes. Because I'm telling you today, as Noah warned all those years ago, the Lord's had has me warn everyone on the earth that the end is now coming. Uh, to repent for the kingdom of heaven is truly at hand. And some people don't want to believe that. There's some there are so many comfortable Christians in the world uh, that are living a good lifestyle right now. Um, they're enjoying the, the activities of their sons and daughters in life, and or maybe their grandparents, and they're enjoying their grandkids. And when I share messages like this, they don't want to hear it. Uh, I have to share. This is the truth of what's coming. Uh, we are in the last of the last days. Joni mentioned a vision. Uh, I've had many, many, but I want to share the one uh, that uh, I, I want to most importantly talk about today. Um, and that was on May 29th, 2021. It was a Saturday morning. And uh, <clears throat> the Lord took me into uh, over two hour vision last year uh, uh, and told me in that vision that he was he was now judging America uh, and the world, but but specifically the world follows America. The Lord says, I'm judging America for all her sins, the national sin of abortion and uh, all of the blood that's crying out to me from from those uh, uh, babies that have been aborted, those precious children and all of America's other sins, which I won't take time to name right now, but you know them. And uh, the Lord says, I'm judging America now. And then he, he uh, at some point early in the vision, I was made to know that the rapture occurred. I don't see it in that vision. I've seen part of the rapture in a vision, but not all of it. Um, and the, vi the vision continued. You have to understand if you watch that video, if the links put up and some of you maybe have already seen it. Uh, that that vision took place over several years. 
I'm in a two hour plus vision, but I'm describing what's taking place on the earth right before the rapture. And then the Lord has me talk about some of what I see during the tribulation. Then he allows me to see his second coming. The Lord allows me to see Revelation 19. Uh, and so I want you to know that America went on to no longer exist. And that was after the rapture. Um, after the rapture occurred, America's being judged right now uh, harshly, and it's going to continue to get worse. Look at your fuel prices now, your food prices. Uh, it's all going to continue to get worse. Uh, it all the, the pandemic, pandemic was used by God to bring judgment on America. That I even have a full video done on that that you can watch. But uh, America... I'm, I'm told ceases to exist. I can't believe it uh, when I'm shown that by told that by the Lord in the vision. Then I go on to see World War Three breaking out, all the different things I, I'm led to see. But this is and and the part about seeing uh, uh, Jesus in Revelation 19. I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. But the, the main thing I want to talk about first right now is that Almighty God showed me that. Uh, Putin and Russia were soon going to attack. And he revealed this to me, again, the date on the original video that's posted on YouTube, the death of America and the second coming of Christ. Um, you'll see that video. Um, and the Lord showed me nine months before war broke out in Ukraine on February 24th this year, 2022, the Lord showed me on May 29th, 2021, with YouTube showing a post date of May 30th, 2021, almost nine months before Putin attacked. I was in the vision and in the vision, you guys, in every one of my visions I've ever had, I am not asleep. The Lord even has me look at uh, the clock in, the, in, where, in whatever room I'm in. I can be sitting up. I can be outside and I go into a vision, I can be laying on the bed or laying on my face in prayer and go into a vision. But the Lord has me look at the clock uh, before I, I, I go into a vision. And when I come out of the vision, the Lord has me look at the clock again. And I'm already always stunned because in the vision, it seems like only a little bit of time's gone by. And then you look at the clock. And in this case, it was maybe two hours and 15 to two, two and a half hours in the vision. Here's what I saw early in the vision. Also, I would I it, it's like I it's like I, I'm allowed to have like a, 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 a an incredible memory of all the visions where I can go back and replay them in my mind. Even as I'm on camera right now and live with you, mm -hmm. I can be looking at you and you may not even know it, but I can go back in my mind while I'm talking and I can re see the vision even right now. I see a bear running on the ground. I mean, a giant uh, grizzly bear, a ferocious bear. He's not trotting. The bear is racing as fast as it can run. Uh, 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, I don't know. But the bear is racing. The massive grizzly is racing full speed somewhere. Remember, time's going by in the vision. I'm covering in the vision. I'm seeing over seven years. We know the tribulation lasts seven years. I'm even seeing the, I see the end of it. So 
the the bear starts running to attack. Suddenly, as I'm watching, I'm seeing the bear. The bear turns into a tank. While I'm in the vision, the bear turns into a tank. Uh, the tank is racing to battle. I see the tank racing to battle, full throttle. Uh, then some more time goes by, and then I am shown a picture of Vladimir Putin on the front of his face, his picture of him on the face of the tank. Nine months before he attacks Ukraine, more time goes by. Um, how many months or whatever, or a year or two goes by in the vision. I see the Israeli flag. Then, I'm re then it's shown to me uh, Russia, uh, Turkey, Iran, Libya, I think one other nation. Uh, I, I see the leaders. I see uh, Russia's leader, Turkey's leader, Iran's leader together. And I see the Golan Heights and I see them coming to attack over the Golan Heights to go to Israel. And that's uh, the Gog Magog war coming. And if you've read Ezekiel 38 and 39, you know that the Lord puts a hook into uh, Gog's mouth and draws him, him and this coalition into war. I'm shown that. I'm shown World War III. Uh, I see robotic soldiers. I can't believe it. I clear. I'm like, these are robots I'm seeing. See, that's coming in the future. Nations are building robots to go out on the battlefield. Uh, I see birds in the distance to, and they look, I mean, I think they're birds. They, they're moving those synchronized birds that move together in swarms and, and, and can just cut on a fraction of a second's notice. I see them. I look above the, the uh, robots marching in battle. And I look above them on the horizon like this and I see them coming at me as they get closer. I see very clearly they are drones. A couple of weeks after that uh, vision in the end of May, Israel announced that they had the technology now to to uh, use swarms of drones synchronized in battle. I was shown it before. They've even revealed they have the technology. And I can tell you it will be used in World War III. I saw the nukes. I hate talking about nukes, but I was shown the nukes nine months before Putin talked about nukes. So all that was said in that vision to me uh, was from God. And he's proved it now. Uh, and it, it's come to pass, and all that I was shown is going to become is going to come to pass in the future. Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine, Gog, Magog is on the horizon now. It's coming quickly. Could Putin in the next few weeks or months or a year or so uh, attack Israel? Absolutely. Or if Putin's assassinated, Russia's coming with Turkey and Iran. But I was shown the I was shown nine months before you and the world saw that Putin was going to attack the bear, Russia, the tanks. Now now you hear about the tanks and the 40-mile convoy and how they want to encircle Kiev, uh, Ukraine, um, Kiev. I was shown that. And again, I, if you can hear my heart and my voice, absolutely no credit to me, never any credit to me. If God doesn't show me these things, I have nothing to come on camera to say. So I humbly speak and share uh, what he shows me, what's coming. Um, so incredible.
what's coming. But but I want to tell you, church, you true followers that are saved, um, you're going to escape this wrath. Don't don't let the ones that are telling you the naysayers. I am hated by many people, as you know. The true prophets of the Bible were hated, rejected, uh, despised by many religious leaders, stoned, so many killed. Maybe I'll be killed too one day, and that's okay. Uh, or maybe I'll be somewhere uh, where war's at, but the Lord wants me in there ministering to people while the battle's going, the missiles are flying. I'm okay. I'm okay if that happens. But I tell you, the end is now coming. We are very close. Don't let anybody tell you that there's 15, 20, 40 more years. I've seen prophets on, I'm not going to name them, but I've seen shows on YouTube where prophets say, I've seen the next 11 years and, and God show me how peaceful it's going to be and beautiful. Or I've seen the next 30 years and there's 50 Christian nations uh, on the earth right now and the rapture still hasn't occurred or the end. They are lying. They are false prophets. What did Jesus say? It doesn't matter that this guy talking to you uh, says this or says that. I am just a man. I'll, I'll say this too and make sure you clearly know. I am a sinful man. I am no better than any of you. Uh, I have sinned. Uh, I needed a savior. I repented and was born again. And I have the spirit of God inside of me. Uh, and uh, I, I am better than no one. I'm the least of these, but God calls the humble sometimes to do a work for him. Um, I, and um, so back to what I was saying, there is not long periods of time left. I'm not, I'm no date setter. I don't know the day of the rapture, but I, I do want to say this and I'll say it from Israel too. Lord willing, I'm allowed to go and I'll film there. I'll say it again. But I'll say it to you guys first right now. I feel led of the Lord to say it to you. It's going to be a stunning statement, but it is the truth from the Lord. The Antichrist and the false prophet are uh, that you have read about in your Bible are on the earth right now. I'm going to say it again. The Antichrist in, and, and the false prophet, as you can read about in Daniel or in Revelation, I'm not going to go take the time to cover all those scriptures. They are on the earth right now. They are not public in power and, in, and reigning from those positions right now, but they are on the earth. Do I know who the, you're going to ask or you're going to email or ask Joni, do I know who the Antichrist is right now? No, it's, it, I have not been told. And if I, if I was told by the Lord and I revealed it, the, he would be killed and assassinated. People would go after that evil person and would assassinate them. I do not know. Do I have an idea of, of who some of the very strong candidates are that are on the earth right now in power and ha or have been in power and on the sidelines right now? Yes, uh, there are very strong candidates, but I don't know the one. It will be revealed that person, that man will go public uh, and, and begin doing his evil work for seven years after we are raptured. Uh, but I want you to know they are on the earth right now. The Lord tells me these simple three words, and you may just find this funny, but the Lord says this to me, Ken, this is it. This is it. This is no drill. We all hoped after uh, the virus passed and things got better, we'd go, everyone wanted it to go back to normal. 
the Lord had told me long before, oh, Ken, it's not going back to normal. Then there's the catchy phrase out there, normal's not coming back, but Jesus is, you know, and we say that as a cliche. Now, it is true, but it's sobering to make that statement. Uh, we are not going back to normal. I want to look you straight in the eye and tell you this. World War III has now begun. Now, there can be a break in the action. There's a break and a pause today that Putin uh, is allowing uh, the, the, the uh, civilians to leave some of the cities and get out. Uh, th there can be a truce made and, and everybody goes, that's it. Okay, everything's fine. We'll just go back to our normal lives or whatever. Oh, no. I've asked the Lord. I said, look, I've asked the Lord, you guys, Father, why uh, is the end coming now? Why are these things have, uh, being allowed to take place on the earth? And the Lord has told me, Ken, I'm allowing all this to take place uh, so that the scriptures will be fulfilled. Prophecy will be fulfilled so the so I can bring about the end. I'm sick of the wickedness on the earth, the abortion, the killing, the sex trafficking, the drug use, the sexual immorality, gay and straight. I'm sick of it all. I'm sick of it all. I'm going to bring the end now. And I have to remember, Ken, what I said in Matthew 24, 14, that the gospel will go to all the world, to all the nations, and then the end will come. Well, Ken, that has to happen. That has to happen for scripture to be fulfilled or, I, or I'll, be, I'll be a liar. And I'm not a liar. I'm the Lord God Almighty. So it's all happening now. These are the last days you're on the earth. Now the Lord prompts me to say this. Uh, there are two great times, the greatest two times in history to be, I believe, to be on the earth. The first time was when Jesus came. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there and walked with him? Wouldn't you have liked to have been there and seen Jesus outside Lazarus' tomb? And he tell the boys to roll it, the stone away. Lazarus, come forth. Wouldn't you have liked to have been standing there, saying, Lord, the stench, he's been in there four days. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there and seen God? Jesus, the Son of God, is God. Wouldn't you have liked to have seen Lazarus come out? Wouldn't you have liked to have been with Jesus when he fed the 5,000 men or the 4,000 uh, men, you know, perhaps 20, 25,000 and 20,000 or more? Uh, from five loaves and two fishes or seven loaves. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there? Would you have liked to have been one of the 120? The uh, first time Jesus was on the earth, the men and women that were with him, the closest ones to him, his true followers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you faced terrible persecution too, didn't they? Those, we don't get to read much about the women, but let me tell you, the early women also went to their deaths. Yeah. And many children when they were fed to the lions as entertainment and sport for the Romans. Nero attacked all the evil that happened. But I want to tell you something. Please listen. I, I can't convince you. I can only tell you the truth. I believe now might be the greatest time to be alive. Uh, this is the second time, the second time that would be the greatest time to be alive on the earth. You say, why do you say that? Because you are the fig tree generation. Israel became a nation on May 14, 1948, and you are the generation, absolutely the generation, that seeing all the signs that Jesus said would take place, 
not a few of them, you're seeing all of them converge now at one time. Israel is established as a nation. Can a nation be born in one day? It was. Uh, you're seeing all the signs take place. You are the generation that's going to experience the rapture of the church. What Paul stated in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Thessalonians 5 and so many other places uh, in scripture. Uh, you are the generation that's going to hear the trumpet and look up one day and see Christ coming down in a cloud, not touching the earth, coming down in the cloud. You're that chosen generation. And you say, that's awesome. That's great. Yes. And just like the first group of people that were with Jesus 2000 years ago, you're going to now suffer great persecution and hardships and difficult times. Famine's coming. All of these things. Uh, wars breaking out, son against father, mother against daughter, you know, father-in-laws, in-laws, family members against each other. It's all coming now. But with the, with the blessing and the great joy of getting to see Jesus and the trumpet sound one of these days soon now, and I do mean soon, comes the enormous responsibility to be the bold people, the bold men and women, Young, young ladies, young men that are watching and listening to this. You have the great responsibility to witness like never before. With great courage and strength, you go out and say and tell everyone, uh, don't you see what's happening in the world? That the, that the end is now coming as, as, as is written in, in scripture. Jesus said it was going to get like this and then he was coming for us. You have to be his witnesses. You have to be bold now. Some of you are, are going to decide to just hide. Well, Ken, uh, I'm just going to hang in, in my apartment, my trailer, my home, and then I'll go home when I'm raptured. But I'm scared and I'm not going to say anything because I might be put in prison or arrested uh, or whatever, or I'm just afraid. So I'm not going to say anything. And that's going to be the servant with one talent. That's going to be the one that that hit and didn't obey the Lord and do what he had said to do. Uh, some of you watching this are I'm going to say something that just sounds horrific, uh, but I'm going, to, I'm going to say speak the truth in love. There are many people that are attending church right now that are not born again. There may be some of you watching this right now, very likely if this is seen by thousands uh, across the world in the coming days and months. There's some of you that aren't are truly uh, born again. You attend church or you, it's, it's, it's what you were raised to do, but you're really not born again. Um, Romans 8, 14 says to us, for, the, for those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. Mm -hmm. I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me. Um, that's making me lay down my life for Christ. Follow him in a costly commitment to take up my cross daily. Some of you are just going to church a couple of times a month, at church an hour, hour and a half, sing a couple of songs, hear a feel-good feel sermon, put a little jingle, a couple of George Washingtons, maybe in the offering plate or basket, and then go live for yourself the next six days again. That's not the Christian life, you guys. And that's not going to work in these last days. So some of you need to be born again. 
you need to truly repent of your sins. I want to show you a picture real quick. I put you, even if none of you were on the earth, I caused Christ to be crucified. I sinned. I've sinned many times in my life, and I've called Christ to be crucified. You have two, if you're honest about it. Make his crucifixion and what he suffered personal and real. And you confess to him that you're a sinner, that you you are sorry for your sins. You want to repent. Repent means have, have a change of mind and go the other way. And call on him. The Bible says in three different places, but let's just take one. Romans 10, 13. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you approach the Lord with a genuinely repentant heart, sorry that you've sinned against him all those times like I have, and you ask him to save you, he will. I want to show you a picture of Jesus Christ, and you say, this is impossible. Oh, no. I have another vision I want to, and, and miracle I want to tell you about. Do you see this picture? I, I know you can hear me, but do you see this image? This is Jesus Christ. This is your savior. This is his face. I want to, I want to share with you the vision now, the, the latter part of it, Joni. Um, I was taken on May 29, 2021. Here's what a lot of prophets have said in the past and what God just has it come out of me now. I'm not trying. I looked it up. Did prophets say this in the Old Testament? I've looked it up. They do. As God lives, I'm telling you the truth. Paul said uh, in, that he knew a man that 14 years ago that had been taken up, whether in the flesh or in the spirit, up to the third heaven. And he had seen things too, too great to even talk about and was told he couldn't even talk about it or recorded in scripture. John was taken up to to um, write the, the 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 record the book of Revelation for all of us. And he was called and said, come on up here. I want to tell you something and I am not lying, but it's OK if you don't believe me. There are scoffers out there. So many naysayers and scoffers because they truly don't believe Hebrews 13, 8. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you think Paul deserved to be taken up to the third heaven? Do you? Paul was against Christ and was having, he's, he had many true followers of Christ, men and women, put to death. Before he was, he had the Damascus Road encounter with Christ. Do you think John deserved? Do you think John was a perfect man and never sinned and deserved to be taken up to? Receive the revelation from the Lord. None of us are worthy. And I don't make sure you hear me really well. I don't deserve to ever stand foot in the same country as Paul and John. I'm not worthy. They're way greater than I am. But I'm going to tell you something shocking. And it is true. As God lives, this is what a, a troop of prophets of old said, and God has come out of me now. As God lives, as Paul would tell you, or John, Paul would say, or John would say to you at the end of, of his gospel, and you know what I'm saying is true. John said, I'm the disciple that Jesus loved. Uh, Paul said, I have these signs and wonders and miracles to confirm that I am God's anointed and appointed apostle. I walk you guys in signs, wonders, miracles, and visions. No credit to me. 
only just so I can get these amazing messages out to the world. So here goes. On May 29, 2021, at the end of this over two-hour vision, I was taken in the spirit. Uh, I never saw my body. And I've been taken in the spirit before places. But in this miracle, I was taken in the spirit. You guys, I'm not dreaming. I have been in a vision. Now I go in the spirit. And I am taken up. And I, I know what's happening as I'm going up. And I expect to see darkness and then eventually to see heaven in the distance in bright light. And it just get lighter and lighter and brighter and brighter till I get to, have, to heaven. I am not taken to the throne room or to see the streets of gold. I go ascending up the earth below me and I just go up, 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 up. And all of a sudden I see a veil part and I go into a new dimension. Now, during the day, you can see the first heaven. That's the Earth's atmosphere. And, and you can't see the sky, the, the stars. The, the, you can't see the nighttime sky, the stars, the planets, the, the moon, um, the Milky Way, the Big Dipper during the daytime because of the, of the light of the sun. Then at nighttime, you're able to see into the second heaven. I was taken above the second heaven to the third heaven. As God lives, a veil opened. It just split apart. I told you I thought I would see darkness and the light of heaven in the distance. All of heaven is light, you guys. I saw, I saw total light. I didn't see the sun. Remember, it says in heaven, there's no need for a sun. I saw blue skies like you see in the Earth's atmosphere on a beautiful, clear blue day. I saw blue skies and suddenly on the horizon at about this angle, uh, looking up at about this angle, I look to my left and I see a giant wall of white, huge, fluffy clouds, like the kind of clouds you would see building on a summer afternoon when a thunderstorm is going to build and build and build. And it's going to top out at 60,000 feet, 70,000 feet. The white clouds are going to go dark gray uh, and ferocious. And, and you see lightning and hear thunder uh, coming out of them. These were solid white, brilliant white uh, clouds. And they are not turning dark or anything. They stay brilliant white, snow white. They start scrolling back. They start scrolling back. At, at like a shape of a funnel or a V, or you could even say like a Y that branched out. They, they, they start scrolling back at that angle, at that V, they scroll back and they just keep scrolling. All of a sudden, I see a rider at the front of that funnel of, of that group, of that cloud back, scrolling back, rolling back. Then I see people on white horses dressed in white coming in from both sides and lining up behind that one individual person. I just continues. And so the scrolling keeps getting wider and wider and wider. As I see millions and millions continue to fall into formation from both sides behind the single rider in the front. 
then the member years time is going by this this vision lasted over seven years because it was pre-rapture it was pre-tribulation the seven years of the tribulation are gone by and it's now the end but i i don't know yet who's at the front uh, all of a sudden the the single rider on the white horse with the red robe starts riding towards me he's so far away at first but i'm allowed to see him in the distance you guys he rides right at me right at me and suddenly he's close enough for me to realize it's jesus yeah. it's jesus you guys and he's got his golden crowns he's riding on a white horse his brows furrowed up and he is in warrior mode coming down to the earth. He is not dropping straight down. He ascended straight up in a cloud to heaven. You guys, he was not dropping down on a white horse. He was riding down at a, like a 45 degree angle from up in heaven down towards me. He's coming right at me and the horse's legs are moving. Jesus is riding and he's got a fierce... A look on his face, his eyes are aflame, his mouth shut. So I don't see the 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 tongue or or the sword that comes out of his mouth to slay uh, people. I'm, I am shown a massive sword in the vision, but his mouth shut as he's riding down. He's still miles away up in the sky, coming down through the second heaven coming down into the earth's atmosphere right as he gets about three and a half four feet away from me about the distance i am from a wall in front of me he turns from going straight at me and turns to the right so i get to see his left side i get to see his left side i don't care about looking at his hands of course i see the red robe uh, I see he has a white garment on under that with the gold sash, uh, the red robe on. He turns sideways to me where I see the left side of his face. Uh, and I can see his face. He's got a, a bright white beard. He's got a bright white hair. I can even see above the beard a little bit of the skin texture. It's not perfect. There's a couple of little raised bumps on it. I don't mean moles or anything like that. But the Bible says he was uh, his his looks were nothing to attract him uh, to to the people. Then I saw the side of his left leg and his and the left side of his robe. It did say King of Kings and Lord of Lords, both on on his skin and on the robe. And he was riding down. Nothing cheesy happened. God the Father let me see him. Jesus didn't look at me or wave uh, or anything as he was riding by. Uh, now, now from his left, he, he didn't pause in front of me. I was just able to see all of that. And he kept riding down. You guys, I looked down and Jesus Christ was below me. Then the Lord God the Father says, look back up. That group of people, us, the, his true followers that were raptured, are still filling in on horseback up there behind the scroll clouds at that shape of a funnel or shape of a V that were still loading up behind there and getting ready to start riding down uh, behind him. 
uh, it was unbelievable. I could, you know, give you a lot more details about that vision. Later on, I look back, I saw, when I looked down, I, I saw Jesus riding down below me. Um, the ground, you know, down there on the earth fall looked normal. After looking up for a period of time at all of us uh, on white horses, all dressed in white, brilliant garments, nobody with a different colored horse, different colored clothing. I looked back down and I saw a big lake of blood and I'm like, what is this? Because uh, I knew Jesus was riding to Israel, down to, to Israel to stop uh, the final battle of World War III Armageddon. But I've been to Israel many times. I've been to Armageddon, the Jezreel Valley, many, many times. Uh, I looked down and I saw a lake of blood. Then, uh, the, then as time went by, remember I'm seeing over seven years as the vision continued, the lake of blood dried up. I saw horses, I saw riders, I saw dead people. Then I heard, an, I heard a voice of an angel. I did not see the angel. I never embellished the vision to make it sound better. I told you already, I did not see streets of gold. I, I heard the angel calling the birds to come and devour the flesh on the battlefield. I didn't see go, Jesus go to Jerusalem, but I was told he went to Jerusalem. I was, I was told that he went to Jerusalem to set up his millennial reign. And I was so excited because we were gonna go ride down now and join Jesus um, in the second coming. After the vision finished, I saw, um, I realized later on, you know, what I had seen and that I'd seen the end of the tribulation. I was made to know that the rapture occurred early in the vision before America was fully gone. It, it made me really sad when I heard that Amer the, um, um, America no longer exists. And I said, what Lord? In the vision, and I'm quoting the Lord, I'm quoting Jesus, America now ceases to exist. And that was early in the tribulation. So America as a nation had been taken over and, and sovereign rights as a country were gone. And you see that eroding before your eyes right now. It's happening. There are evil people in power around the world and in America that are trying to get it to join a one world government. And I may talk about that in a minute, but I want to go back, finish this vision and, and tell you something amazing that happened tied to the vision. So the vision occurred on May 29th, Saturday, May 29th, 2021. Three weeks go by. I make the video that you, you've, you, some of you have seen. I'm obedient, make the video of the vision that Lord told me to do that. But three weeks go by. Three weeks to the day, 21, I think to honor the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Seven plus seven, 21. Three weeks to the day later, on Saturday, June 19th, 2021. I was up on Saturday morning. I had my computer with me sitting on a couch. And the Lord said to me, Ken, the Lord speaks to me, as I've told you. Ken, open your computer and do a search and type in Shroud of Turin. I obey the Lord when he tells me to do something. You see, though, Jesus is aware of technology, your cell phone, uh, your your laptop, time. He uses the clock to tell me things or to look at something. Um, 
I opened my laptop. I obeyed the Lord. I had not. Uh, I've always been told um, certain things about the Shroud of Turin. I, t- I typed in the search. I opened up the first uh, page that came open, and I saw an image. And it was the image that I've shown you already. It was, it was this picture, this face that I saw. And uh, Jesus' hair was was brilliant white in the vision. His beard was brilliant white. But his face, which is the image they've now de- been able to develop with, with modern-day technology, that came off the Shroud of Turin. I look at it, and I just drop my head in my hands. And the Lord's still talking to me. And he goes, I say, Lord, that's you. And he goes, Ken, it is. I've allowed burial cloth and my face cloth to be preserved all these 2,000 years so that those of you that are on the earth here at the end can have your faith strengthened. You, you brothers and sisters that are followers of his, you can have your faith strengthened and you can use the images from the Shroud of Turin as a witnessing tool. Remember, you're to be a great witness, this responsibility of before you're raptured, the shroud of Turin is the burial cloth of Jesus Christ. Well, Ken, uh, we don't believe you. I don't believe you. That's fine. That's your choice. But it's not me telling you that it's the burial cloth of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you that Jesus told me it's the burial cloth of him. I would have never gone and done a sh- a search on Shroud of Turin, three weeks had already gone by. I was told 30 years ago or 40 years ago that the Shroud of Turin was a hoax. I've never spent any time on it. I hadn't looked at that image. Uh, and, And that's why I had this vision with that face. Are you kidding me? I haven't even looked at that image. I didn't go in three weeks after that incredible uh, time of being in the spirit. I actually went to the third heaven. Jesus told me to go and open that. You can see his face like I saw. You haven't been cheated out. Well, I wish I'd, I'd been taken in the spirit like you, Ken, up to heaven. You, you're seeing the same face I saw. That is Jesus Christ. So I encourage you, go do a, a search on the Shroud of Turin. Uh, there's full-length body pictures of him. There are over 600 marks on his body from what he experienced in the scourging, in the nails that went into him, in the crown of thorns that you see a white spot on the image, the dark spot, it's a blood spot. It's a, it's a negative that's been used to produce a picture. So the, light, the grayish looking hair in the image of him on the Shroud of Turin is brown hair. It's dark brown hair that he had uh, as a 33 year old man. It's the opposite. It shows a gray beard and gray mustache on the image on the Shroud of Turin. He had a brown uh, beard and mustache as a 33-year-old man. The image is a negative uh, taken. And so uh, the Lord allowed that. His eyes are closed in the Shroud. Why? Because the light comes from God the Father and, and his eyes are shut. And, and the Lord puts life back into him and it creates this amazing light. That, that when, when he awakened and, and, he, and the spirit, his spirit is back in him and he's and he's resurrected from the dead. 
that image comes on the cloth. It's not painted on. Nothing's been found on it. Now they realize they took uh, carbon-14 dating from a piece of cloth on the shroud, that it was from a patch from, from when it, from the past, from back in the 1100s, 1200s uh, AD. Uh, that is, you don't have to believe me, that's fine. But when, when you get to heaven, and remember, I don't get a free pass, you be Bereans, uh, your spirit needs to tell you if this man talking to you is telling you the truth. But am I pointing people to me and to try to get a cult to follow me? Or am I pointing all of you to the scriptures and to Jesus Christ? And that is what I'm doing. I'm showing you Christ. I didn't have to bring that picture on, but I am told by the Lord to make that his face known, his image, those scars to the nations. You get to see your Savior now in these last days. You are so blessed. The Lord said in the last days, the technology would increase, knowledge would increase, and men would go to and fro across the earth. That's jet airplanes or rockets going into space now with people. Knowledge increased where these brilliant uh, uh, camera companies and technology exist now to lift these images off this burial cloth that the world had never seen before the end. It says in your Bible, in the last days, knowledge shall increase. Mm -hmm. So the technology has increased for us to get these images off the shroud. It's not me telling you it's real. It's Jesus Christ three weeks later saying, Ken, look, tell now tell the people and share this with the nations. As God lives, that's his face. So I hope that blesses you to see that today. And remember, I am nothing. Paul was nothing. Uh, John was a commercial fisherman with his brother and father. So were Peter and Andrew and James, right? Commercial fisherman, uneducated that God took and, and made his disciples along with the others, right? Uh, Matthew would be a guy that worked for the IRS today uh, in America. And so uh, they were normal men and women back in the early church, the original 120, the disciples. They were normal people, not super saints. Once they, they were afraid and they were hiding, once they saw Jesus Christ risen from the dead, they changed. They saw that his words were true, that he had spoken to them, that he said he would come back and defeat death, and that they didn't need to fear death anymore. And so um, I'm telling you now, I didn't know it at the time, but then God has revealed to me later on. I went and looked. Ken, you've seen Revelation 19. You, you have been chosen to see Revelation 19 of me coming down on the white horse, um, riding to the earth. To, at the end of the tribulation, and you saw uh, the brothers and sisters on white horses uh, in white garments. And so I've been allowed by the Lord to see Revelation 19 and to go up to the third heaven and see that. And I hope you can hear my humility in my voice. I'll say it again. You're going to get sick of it. I am nothing. I am just his messenger to you. Um, and I'm not the only one. There's some other uh, prophets out there that are pure. Uh, speaking um uh, that many probably that don't several probably that don't want to be a prophet either you're going to have to discern in the spirit uh who's telling you the truth or not but the end is quickly coming now you guys so what so with that said what are you going to do about it what am i going to do about it are you going to hide and be scared and live in fear 
Or are you going to listen to Jesus' words who he said over and over in scripture? But he said, fear not. Fear not, for I'm with you to the end. He, he gave us our final marching orders, didn't he? In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, he said, uh, go, go into all the earth and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. And lo, hey, and, and guess what, guys? I'm with you always, even to the end. So the end is now coming. It looks scary out there with increased prices, increased persecution of the church of true Christians, um, uh, governors and, and presidents and prime ministers of nations telling you you can't meet as a church, you can't assemble anymore, uh, and, and restrictions coming on you. The Lord wants you to assemble. Get to the church. Um, uh, it's great to watch online programs and messages like this one. They are supplemental. The Lord wants you to attend, if at all possible. Hebrews 10, 25, 26, don't forsake the assembling together. Uh, if you're in a nursing home or assisted living or, or very ill and you can't go and attend church, the Lord understands. But if you're physically healthy, the Lord wants you to actually gather with other believers. Uh, it can, it, the, the house church movement came back didn't it during during the lockdowns where people gathered in their houses and that's what the early church did they also mm -hmm. went in bigger groups corporately john and peter would go in the afternoons to the outer courts of the temple when they were in jerusalem and go and pray at three o'clock but during the week they were gathering with other believers in homes you read that in acts and so the lord wants you to gather with other believers in homes too and break bread and take communion well, can I just take communion at church? You can take it at home with your family or with other believers where two or more are gathered. He's with you. So um, there's so many more things that I could talk about, uh, visions that I could, could share with you today. I will say this to you too, and I'll say it prophetically now. So when it happens, you'll say that crazy guy told us ahead of time. And I'm gonna tell you ahead of time, because it's going to bring glory to God. Not uh, Three or four weeks ago, the, the Lord said to me, and it's recorded on Facebook in a written post, and on YouTube, I put it as a text message. But the Lord told me this now, it'll be on video now, uh, Joni, with your audience. The Lord told me the Turks are coming. The nation of Turkey is now not prominent on, on the media and on the world scene right now. Who's prominent? Well, you know, Russia. Ukraine, the Iran nuclear deal, Israel, at times a country with only 8 million, 8 million people, only one-fifth the size of California, world news all the time. Uh, isn't that interesting? But the Lord told me three or four weeks ago, and it's recorded, so I can't get away from it, what I'm saying, what I said then, what I'll say now. The Turks are coming. Turkey is going to come on the world scene on, on world media very soon now, and President Erdogan. And when you see Turkey come on the world scene uh, now, because the Lord said it, not because I said it, you're gonna, you, I want you to be able to say, wow, the Lord told us about Turkey coming on the scene. They may try to mediate peace between Russia and uh, Ukraine uh, or whatever, but eventually Turkey is going to join Russia and Iran 
and the other couple, couple of, uh, of countries to attack Israel in Gog and Magog. So when Turkey comes on the scene, uh, the nation, when it comes on the scene in world news in a prominent way, I want you to glorify God and say, hey, God, you told this guy nine months before Putin attacked Ukraine that he was that the bear was was now going to attack that there were going to be tanks and that it was going to be Putin when see I'm, I even called out Putin in that video nine months before this happened no credit to me no credit to me about Turkey now but I want you to know that this amazing living God is still the same as he was yesterday uh, in revealing things to true prophets uh, I told Joni this the other day. Uh, uh, during the the during the virus, during the pandemic, I look. I would was making posts and encouraging people and revealing messages from the Lord. And I saw some people on some of their chats saying, uh, and they were saying this. I wonder if God will raise up a prophet during this time, uh, a voice. And the Lord. And I smiled when I read it because I knew the Lord had already raised me up. And. Uh, but it wasn't time to to go on that chat and tell those people yet. There's a time for everything with the Lord. And um, so he has raised someone that's going to tell you the truth. And there's a few others out there that are going to tell you a truth. So the Lord's asked me to be a voice of truth to him, to the nations, uh, to the church, and to global leaders to call them out. So in some of my videos, you're going to see God rebuking world leaders uh, stuff. There are church leaders that are off track. They they are. There's pastors that aren't. There's pastors. I just did a video where the Lord wants pastors and church leaders. The Lord wants you to go up to your pastor and encourage him and say, would you please teach on prophecy? Would you please speak on what's going on? Would you please address it? We're hearing from people that maybe the end is now coming, that the rapture's near. And, it, and incur, if your pastor's already doing it, and there are some that are, that are preaching on prophecy and having the courage to call it out and say the end is the end's coming now. Encourage them. Thank them for having the courage to do it and, and to step up. But uh, and then you walk the walk the talk. You get out there and you witness and and you show great faith, not fear and not just hold up in your residence and wait for the rapture. The Lord told us to occupy till he comes. Uh, God willing, I hope to go to Israel in the next few weeks and then on to some other countries. I'm not going to, at least one other country I'm not going to name today uh, in case their authorities saw this video. But uh, I'm going to feed and clothe the, the orphans and widows and share the gospel uh, in different places in person. I may be arrested. War may break out while I'm across the ocean for a few months away from my wife. I may never come home again. It's okay. Look at my face. It's okay. I'm smiling because uh, I know God's with me. My, your days are numbered. My days are numbered. So let's, let's serve the Lord joyfully. Uh, we're that chosen generation that's going to be raptured. Some of us may die before the rapture. But we're that chosen generation. Will you obey Christ's last command to go take the gospel uh, to the nations and knowing now that the end is going to come? I tell you, there is not much time left. So the Lord loves all of his true children, his true sons and daughters. 
Uh, prophecy's not given to scare you, but to prepare you. So don't walk in fear. Don't be afraid of this message today. Um, I hope you rejoice that you've heard this. If the Lord leads you to by his spirit, share it with others. Not to share me or to make me known or to make Joni known uh, or whatever. It's not about us. We're, we're making Jesus known and sharing his messages that he gives us uh, with all of you. So uh, I humbly br uh, have brought you this message today. Uh, I could talk for hours and hours and hours and share more miracles and visions and messages from the Lord. But I think you've heard enough for this time uh, that the end is now coming. If I've been shown the um, second coming of Christ, and what have I been shown in a vision of the rapture? I've, I've been shown by the Lord people outside, a large group of people. I'm in the back to see them in front of me. And they've got their hands raised up to, to heaven. And they're looking up with their necks stretched up to the sky. They're not at an outdoor concert worshiping and praising the Lord uh, at an outdoor uh, event somewhere, an outdoor concert. They are looking up in heaven with their neck fully tilted back, not looking at a slight angle at the stage uh, or worshiping with their head up in a concert. They are looking up to heaven uh, at the beginning of the rapture. I'm, I remember I will embellish nothing, only tell you the truth. I was not shown what Jesus looked like in the cloud coming down at the rapture yet. He may show me before it occurs, I don't know, but I have been shown his face and what he looks like at the second coming that remember over seven years went by in that vision. I have seen him writing down and seen his face and I've showed you his face on that picture. You can go look at it after you watch this and sh please share the shroud of Turin with others uh, because it is the face of Jesus Christ. And so is that face cloth um, that was put over. The shroud shows his body, all the marks, everything. So I love you guys. If you write me a hate message, uh, you're a scoffer, you're a false prophet. I want you to know in advance, I love you. I'm going to forgive you even as you hate me. And I'm going to say it again right now because he tells me to. As God lives, when you get to heaven, you're going to see that your brother, Ken Bailey, Kenny Bailey, was telling you the truth on every video that he ever put out because it's all about Jesus Christ, uh, God, the father, Jesus Christ and the Holy spirit, all glory and honor go to him. I am nothing. Joni, I'm going to kick it back to you. Well, that was awesome. Like you said, you can keep talking. I could keep listening. And um, I think we'll obviously we'll have to have you back on so you can, you know, because listen, I think I think what you do is a combination of things. You, you there there is a foresight, right? I mean, even David said, "For I have set the Lord always before me." Right? He said that in the Old Testament because He's at my right hand; I should not be be moved. Um, but in the Acts chapter two twenty five, He said, "For I foresaw the Lord always before me," and He's always before us, and He always warns people he may warn people individually through the centuries about something i know he's warned me about many things but he does definitely speak about 
Lot, and he speaks about uh, Noah. Yes. As it was, so shall it be. And when we study those chapters, we're looking at the end of things. Even people who do not know Jesus Christ will say, this is totally, this has got to be the end of the world. But listen, your message was very strong. I don't want to say too much to add to it because I want, like Jesus says, and let these sayings sink down into your ears. We want to give it a selah to it. You know, that brief moment of giving thanks and meditating on it. So um, I'm going to wrap this up because I want everybody to know all of Ken's contact information will be in the description box below. And I do want to say something. If you have disagreed, and everybody knows me, Kenny, people know this. So I'm going to say this. Um, what Kenny told you is the truth. Uh, and because we, we love you, we do this. You know, of course, I just, this is just a the little green pasture. And I had a brother on today. And, um, but really, if it's negative, um, everybody knows it pretty well. I, I don't host negative things. You have a right to your opinion. I always say the same thing too. I love you anyway. And, uh, but you're welcome to disagree, but just keep your comments nice. I screen everything. And so anything inflammatory and combustible or anything will not be allowed on the comment thread. And I do that on purpose because I keep it as a nice little green pasture where people can come and fellowship. It's not because, um, well, if you don't believe us, you can't be one of us. That's not why. It's because, um, you know, it is like a little pasture. And so I'm in, like Sarah did and like Rebecca did, she kept her father's sheep. And so she made sure that those sheep were protected in her own way. And so God gave me this little green pasture. So I make sure everybody's, that joins in on it is nice to each other and you can lovingly disagree, but nothing hateful or combative. It will go straight into the cosmic dumpster. Cause I'm just not interested. I, I'm, I don't have time for that, you know? So anyways, um, thank you, Kenny. Thank you so much. And just really quickly, um, in case maybe somebody just wants to hear it, how can they contact you? What is the name of your ministry? Yeah. And before I say that, I want to say this because the Lord's reminding me, uh, you guys, the Lord is so good. He's coming back to get you. And and he's warning everybody through these messages like this. Uh, his words in Second Peter 3, 9. He's so good that he, he doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants all to come to repentance. So share the gospel with joy and warn them of the of the coming terrible tribulation that God is so good. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Yeah. So that's why he's telling you these things ahead of time, because uh, when he shuts the ark door, that's it. How many screamed and, and hollered for, you know, and open the door and get them get them on the ark. How many are going to want to have received Christ that are going to receive during the tribulation? But he, the Lord is so good. He's so loving, so kind. He does. He doesn't take any pleasure and anyone being cast into the lake of fire hell. How can you reach me? Uh, uh, first of all, I am being heavily censored. Imagine that, uh, because I'm a voice of truth and I'm telling you about what the government leaders are doing wrong, the evil, how they're taking over the one world government and the globalist, and they are. 
And so I'm going to keep hounding them, keep telling you the truth about them. And so I'm censored on YouTube, Facebook. My phone's been hacked. My computer's been hacked. I'm a, a target for those guys. So if you want to stay up with me, uh, for sure, make sure you go to my website where I can have control over that for now till they pull the internet down uh, in, in the future. And that'll be coming. But go to, go to just type in Ken Bailey Ministries.com. That's K E N B A I L E Y M I N I S T R I E S.com. And you can follow me there. And then I also have a nonprofit, Alms International.com, A L M S International.com. And you can see some of the work I do in different countries. Not all that I do is on the website because I don't want in, 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 Dangerous nations where believers could be hurt or kids grabbed and put in sex trafficking. I don't have every picture up or video of where we do work with alms to protect them. But uh, I'm on YouTube for now, heavily censored uh, uh, at Ken Bailey or Ken Bailey Ministries on YouTube. The same on uh, Facebook, Ken Bailey, Ken Bailey uh, Ministries. I'm on uh Rumble at Rescuer777 and and many other places. I tweet a little bit, uh, not too much on Instagram right now. And I'm going to try to work, uh, Joni, on getting on Telegram more uh, without being censored there. And so uh, anyway, on my on my uh, YouTube videos uh, on the description page, Joni, I put where my social and most of them I put where my social media contacts are. Perfect. You know what I'm thinking right now, what I'm going to do, because I have a Rumble account, and since you're heavily censored on YouTube, um, I'm going to post you on Rumble. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a short little video that they're doing nowadays saying, hi, everybody. I just did an awesome uh, interview with Ken Bailey. Um, and so to watch it, click on the click on the Rumble link below to watch it. Yeah. That way it'll, you know. You know, I just want it to go smooth, right? Yes. So that's a good thing. So I'm going to put it out a little video saying that. And, okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm grateful for my Rumble video site because I can, you know, we can have more freedom there. So. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, goodbye for now. Go with the Lord, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Lord bless all. Bye bye. Bye bye.